local radio across North and South Tyneside. We are Radio Shields.
Are you happy this afternoon? You're listening to Janet Russell uh, with All Together. Now, today is going to be a really good show. I can tell you this. My friend Diane's in here. She's going to tell you all about the spooky side of South Tyneside and North Shields and things like that. Uh, we've got interview with the fire st- uh, service to talk about, you know, we're coming up to, um, we're coming up to uh, Halloween and uh, bonfire night. So, you know, it's it's one of the times of year that they get called out an awful lot. Okay, so what I'm going to do first is we're going to go right into another up-tempo ta- up song with uh, Bruno Mars's Uptown Funk. I expect to hear you all dancing in your seats.
mopping around the living room to that or shaking your bottom to uh, while you're doing your dishes. Right, okay, so I have with me Diane Elliott. Uh, Diane's been a friend of mine for a long time. Um, and she is a little bit of an expert in the paranormal. Hiya, Diane. Tell, tell Hi. us a bit more about that. Um, I've had a lifelong interest in scary stories and paranormal things. I think many people do. Um, and when I was a child and growing up, I had some sort of ghosty experiences and some weird things going on. Um, and I think into my... 20s I joined a paranormal group and was trained in how to do different investigations um, went to different places and with experienced different phenomena and then a little bit later I got a diploma in parapsychology can I just say it with honours oh, wow. um, <laughs> it sounds far more impressive than it actually is <laughs> um, and then I started Ghost Walk South Shields which is a guided walking tour um, primarily around South Shields Town Centre mm -hmm. um, but with some other tours and different areas to be covered in the, the, the future. Oh, I mean, when you did your diploma, how did you do that? Was that online or...? Yeah, um, it was... It came out in the post, a lot of the material and the books to read, and then you um, submitted everything online. All right, that's cool. So, um, when you started off with this, I know I've done one of your ghost walks with you. Um, there were some very sad tales around South Shields. I think we're going to leave that just for the time being, so I can talk to you about it in a little bit. Okay. Um, what, um, now, a friend of mine called Scott Tyrrell, he's a poet, um, he's an excellent poet, uh, he also is an illustrator and, and he does things like that. He recently um, sh shared a list of songs that make him think completely about winter. No, autumn. Tis autumn now, isn't it, Diane? It is. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> Halloween is officially the start of winter as far as the pagans went. But All right. It's okay. autumn. I'm going with autumn. But as I say, this, these are Scott's, um, Scott's uh, thoughts when it comes to uh, winter in songs.
social media. Search Radio Shields Official. For three days, I fought my way along roads packed with refugees, the homeless, burdened with boxes and bundles containing their valuables. All that was of value to me was in London. By the time I reached their little red brick house, Carrie and her father were gone. The summer sun is fading as the year grows old And darker days are drawing near Lonely tea. 
shoulders with beggars and outcasts. Dogs snarled and whined, the horses' bits were covered with foam, and here and there were wounded soldiers, as helpless as the rest. We saw tripods wading up the Thames, cutting through bridges as though they were paper. Waterloo Bridge, Westminster Bridge. One appeared above Big Ben. Very quickly. Um, right, so 
That was three songs chosen by Scott Tyrrell. It was True Colours by Cindy Lauper. Uh, um, and we have just had the uh, Forever Autumn um, from the soundtrack of All the Worlds. We also had Moondance. Uh, the only one I could find was by Michael Bublé. And to be honest, he did an all right, half all right job of it, didn't he? Okay, so... Um, we have Halloween coming up and we have firework night, bonfire night coming up just the week afterwards. So um, Izzy Makepeace, who is uh, one of our team here, she went out and she talked to Sharon Robson. Sharon's the watch manager for prevention and education at South Shields uh, Fire Station. So we'll get on. We'll find out what they had to say. Hi Sharon, obviously this is going to be a very different Halloween and bonfire night this year. Maybe a lot of events can't go ahead and families have their own celebrations at home. So what are the top tips for staying safe if people do this? Um, well, as far as Halloween goes, as you can appreciate, fire spreads really quickly on um, the ho Halloween novelty costumes. So please, please check the labels for them being non-flammable. They must have the CE marks and keep costumes away from naked flames. That includes your candles, lanterns, fires, and also gas hobs. Um, when you carve out your pumpkins, it's better to use a battery-operated candle than the real candle or the tea lights. Electric candles don't get hot and they won't burn your clothes and they won't start a fire. Uh, but if you do use a candle, um, make sure it's in a proper heat-proof holder. Never, ever leave them unattended or near to drafts or again against uh, flammable fabric such as curtains and make sure you blow them out after you've finished with them. It's sort of uh, bonfire and fireworks, obviously I mean fireworks are a great entertainment but they are actually explosives and are really really dangerous um, and we don't really want any extra pressure on our firefighters or the emergency services or through the bonfire period. Um, if you're going to buy fireworks please choose a licensed and a reputable retailer and follow the instructions carefully only adults should light fireworks and safely dispose of them once they've been used. Plan in advance and warn your neighbours about displays. Um, again, your fireworks should have the CE mark on them. And please, please keep your pets safe and inside throughout this period as pets get really, really scared with the loud noises. And what are the most common mistakes that can happen around this time of year and how can people avoid these? Uh, well, the common mistakes are um, if, if you light a bonfire, which we highly, highly recommend not to light a bonfire, bonfires can get out of hand. Um, if they're in the back garden, they can spread to your shed, spread to your fence and even spread to your house. And again, um, at-home firework displays can also go wrong, misfiring fireworks, um, injuries, injuries from sparklers. Now, sparklers, although they are really, really pretty, I don't know whether you know, but the sparklers can reach temperatures of over 2000 degrees, which is 15 times the boiling point of water, which is really, really super hot. So um, fireworks and your sparklers, you've got to sit, um, store them in a cool, dry place. If you can, wear gloves and light them one at a time. Don't light them all together. Um, if you're using sparklers, when you finish with the sparklers, plunge them in a bucket of water don't put them in the ground because obviously you've got the metal spike at the end um, and you could go out or your parents could go out and stand on it or animals or your pets and the spike could go through the, the paw or your or your, um, your foot. 
supervise um, children at all times when they're using sparklers and children under five shouldn't use them. If your children are using them, to teach them not to wave sparklers near anyone else or run when they're holding the sparklers because again, you know, it's so, so dangerous. Even though they're pretty, they're really, really dangerous. And on social media, Tyne and Weir Fire Rescue Service have been promoting the hashtag store fireworks safely. So can you tell us a bit more about that? Um, so obviously, um, again, fireworks, like we've just said before, are, um, are explosives. So keep them away from children. Always store them in a cool, dry place and in a, co um, in a closed box. If you can, keep them in a shed or somewhere like that. Try not to keep them in the house because obviously your house does get quite warm. Um, and once again, buy from a re reputable company and a reputable re uh, retailer with the CE mark on. So, for example, your supermarkets, your local supermarkets. And yeah. if people want to find out more, how can they get in contact? Um, we have all the social media, so we've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and also if there's any any uh, questions that you want that aren't on um, our social media or our website, you can ring our headquarters on 0191 444 1500 and somebody will be able to help you with any questions. Great, thank you Sharon. No problem. This feeling inside my bones It goes electric, baby, when I turn it on All through my city, all through my home We're flying up, no ceiling when we in our zone I got that sunshine in my pocket Got that good soul in my feet I feel that hot blood in my body When it drops, ooh I can't take my eyes off of it Moving so phenomenally you <laughs> 
So here's the word. Um, Saturday night is Halloween. Um, I'm going to give you what the council says about what's you know what you can do this Halloween, and I'm I'm made up to do this myself. Okay. Well, trick or treating is going to be a bit difficult. Um, yeah, you can do kind of six people outdoors, but actually going out to people's houses and putting having your little darling put their little hand into a you know, even if it's just a, a bag of you know, a bag of Haribo where other people have touched it, oh, it wouldn't be my first cup of tea, and you'd have to kind of disinfect everything when you came home. So there is a different way you can do. It. You could do a um, organize a Halloween treasure hunt, for example, with your kids. You could host a virtual party. Everybody's zooming it now, so get everybody t- together. Have you know, dookie apple contests and things like that. Um, Diane, did you ever do dookie appling? Did you? I did, and that apple bobbing and the ones on the ropes and the ones yes. on the barrel. Yeah. Yes, and and if you weren't that, if you uh, had a a not so nice friend around, it stick your head into the ball <laughs> with the yeah waterboarding for children. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I was just thinking about this the other day. Kids don't know that they were born. I mean, I have. We used to have turnip lamp lamp lanterns which you think you have it bad with pumpkins at least pumpkins you can you know are easy enough to kind of get the goop out the the middle i had my dad carving um a swede the day before and there was none of this kind of um you know fancy shapes on the front you had triangles for eyes nose and mouth (laughs) because you couldn't you know, it, it, once you got to the the point that you could hold it, you'd hollowed it out. It was, um, you know, you you weren't going to up for anything else. Why don't you show a scary movie on Halloween night? Um, one of mine, which is a a pretty, I think it's a PG, uh, film, but <laughs> arachnophobia always has me on the back of the settee with my with me uh, hands over my eyes because it is it is truly truly scary (laughs) even if it doesn't have blood and guts or anything like that so diane where did halloween come from well halloween is based around the original pagan festival of Samhain, which is spelt samhain just Mm. too confusing um it's the start of the new year for pagans and it's the end of the harvest and the start of the darkest part of the year and it's the time when the veil between this world and the next is its thinnest. Um, spirits can enter this world and people can cross into the other world, but they must return before the veil closes or they'll be stuck. 
Someone who worked with the elderly and infirm told me that more people die at this time of year because they just pass over into the thinner veil. Um, so it's also the time when the dead are honoured and they're thought to visit the living. Some cultures leave out um, shrines and gifts of food for their visiting relatives. Um, turnips, like you were talking about, um, they were plentiful because they just had the harvest and it was a great way for people hundreds and hundreds of years ago to get nutrition. Um, and they were carved with scary faces and lit with candles to frighten away evil, be it people or spirits. And this tra tradition migrated to America and then returned and was revived again here with the much more easily carved pumpkins. Um, even the dressing up and going door to door to play pranks and collect treats started here and then migrated over to America and came back again as the current sort of trick-or-treat style. They, um, it was quite funny um, when I was just thinking about it at the time, when I was little and we were going, sorry, when I was little we used to go around the, um, the streets, we didn't knock on doors but we'd get, you know, get our black bag kind of thing on and get our, um, our uh, witch's hat which um, was made of cardboard. Yes. Uh, and my grandma was used to get it from a, a news agent. Yes. In, um, in the, well, first in the Arndale Arcade. And they were all black and had either orange or green pictures on. Oh, And oh, a yes. little, frin little cut fringe around. Yeah, well, none of this kind of, we didn't, yeah, in the past, dressing up as somebody that you weren't to, you know, was one of our things and it just kind of it's funny isn't it things that kind of move over to the states don't change much and are imported back as americanisms yeah they're actually things that started off here yeah sorry interrupted carry on no no that's fine um yes that, that that's basically what halloween is it started out as a pagan festival and then the christians um adopted it and Halloween actually is the Eve of All Hallows, um, all Eve of All Saints Day. November 1st is All Saints Day where all saints are celebrated um, and they, they picked it to coincide with this pagan festival like many of the Christian festivals coincide with different pagan holidays. Cool, alright, okay so um, you're listening to All Together with Janet Russell. You've been listening to Diane Elliott there, who is one of my friends who knows so much about the paranormal and about Halloween and things like that. Okay, so remember to tune into Wayne's Indie Show tonight. I'm certainly going to be doing that myself. He plays the set of music that I remember really well. Now, this is a bit earlier. Uh, actually, this is a bit later than that, but it does fit in with the Halloween kind of vibe. It's Billie Eilish and Bad Guy. Thank you. So criminal. Bruises on. 
She made me feel a bit scared there. Uh, it's not unusual that um, I'll see Billie Eilish and, and get scared. Now, p some people are organising things this uh, weekend. Actually, this week, Primrose Park um, has a, a, Alliance has set up a daily Halloween trail in uh, Valley View Park, just off York Avenue in Jarrow. All you need to do is find eight pictures in Valley View Park um, and share and basically you, you send it to the um, Facebook site um, and I don't know if there's a prize or not but certainly you'll get the joy of winning uh, that, that you know uh, there. Um, yep, as I say, if you um, look up Primrose Park Alliance, you'll see that they've got all the details about that, and I'll make sure that there's a link from um, the All Together Facebook page. Now, you like Radio Shields, you're listening to Radio Shields, it's one of those things. So, remember to show your support uh, to us at your local radio station by going to www.radioshields.co.uk forward slash GoFundMe. And if you like what you're listening to, Please make sure that you keep it going. All right. So we're talking with uh, Diane Elliott. Um, Diane, so what experiences have you had in terms of paranormalness? Ooh, well, 
Um, sometimes I've seen things, sometimes you just feel things, sometimes you get a photograph of things. Um, for example, um, Alcatraz. I managed to get into the closed off area upstairs, which was the dental and medical ward. Um, and weirdly, the sink where Al Capone used to soak his hemorrhoids is in the <laughs> dentist section. Um, and with no anaesthetics back then, Ouch. certainly, well, no effective local anaesthetics, um, you could just feel this overwhelming pain in the dental um, section. Mm -hmm. It was it was a horrible sensation, so much so that when I got to the what they called the padded cells, which were actually tiled, um, no padding around, didn't even feel anything in there because I was still so overwhelmed from mm -hmm. the dentists. Um, a hotel in San Francisco while I was there, um, I photographed um, some orbs, one right in the middle of the staircase. Um, I visited an old jail in Australia and um, underneath the um, the trapdoor for the hangman's noose, I could smell the, the blood um, and the vinegar that they used to clean up the blood. Um, now, people might wonder why there's so much blood when you're hanging. Well, it wasn't an exact science and sometimes the head came clean off. So it used to make quite a mess. Um, and it turns out if you slipped the, uh, the hangman um, a few pennies or whatever currency they were using at the time. The relatives could go and stand underneath the trapdoor and grab uh, their loved one's legs and pull so that he died quicker. That's possibly why the heads popped off. Well, Diane actually stayed with me for a couple of weeks. And during that time, how much paranormal experience did you have in my house? Um... Not a great deal, no, nothing, the, apart from the cats. Well, the answer that she gave me is, Janet, your house has absolutely nothing in it. <laughs> no ghosts, no nothing. It's, it, it, it's just a house, Janet. And it's like, oh, okay. That's not always the case. I mean, I've lived in a few different houses and flats. And my family house, um, I had some poltergeist activity there. I saw an apparition in the hallway, which I think was connected with... Uh, um, a ghost investigation I was about to go on in uh, at a pub in Bolden, um, a flat I lived on in Marshall Wallace Road in South Shields, had an old lady who, I think two or three tenants before me, should should, should passed away there. Um, but there was a little old lady standing in the corner of the living room watching what was going on when I was decorating when I first moved in. Yes. And then I didn't see her again until I moved out and all the furniture was coming away. Oh. So I'd clearly I'd stood a bookcase in front of her. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I know. It, and I've, I mean, I've done different investigations in people's houses where I've seen orbs and there's been uh, one in particular. There was just, it was like walking through glue, walking through this house. The energy inside, uh, there was so much, I guess, electromagnetic energy. It was literally like you couldn't get anywhere. It was it was torturous trying to walk around. Um, oh, this... Uh, a one of the local churches, um, I saw a, a hand, a sort of ghostly hand reflected in the mirror from um, the organist's um, section. Um, he has a mirror so he doesn't have to turn around to see what's mm -hmm. going on in the church. And I could just see a hand reflected in that. Mm -hmm. um, and when I was much younger, I went into one room and this green ghoulish head rose up from behind this cloth-covered table with just oh this God. eerie smile on its face. Not what you expect to find in a church. No, 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 no. I know other people had seen a little old lady sitting in the back pew on one side. A couple of people had spotted her. Mm -hmm. 
um, a, a shop that I helped out in in Frederick Street. There was a, two or three different ghosts there. I was bent over changing the music on the, uh, the on the ghetto blaster on the floor one day. Mm. Oh, ghetto blaster, so old. <laughs> <laughs> and as I sort of looked, I could see a pair of legs behind me and turned slowly and it was a man standing there with his hands in his pockets sort of rocking back and forth on his heels just looking at me bent over changing the music um i saw another man in there i think i saw a woman in there as well um and actually across the road i i noticed on a website um recently that uh, jazz hairdressers Mm -hmm. has had some funny goings on and things there so Frederick Street's got quite a lot of activity yeah okay is that do you think why they're they're kind of pulling a lot of it down Uh, well (laughs) what ghosts are there will not be happy probably Um, not and they're going to move into the new houses right I'm going to go on we're going to listen to Macy Gray Uh, sorry not we're going to listen to the Buzzcocks we're going to listen to Ever Fallen In Love ah there we go
I've just realised how old that song is. It has to be uh, about 20 years old now. Oh, I think so. Uh, the world has just gone past way too quickly. Now, Diane's going to tell us some of the noted ghost stories and paranormally things around South Tyneside, aren't you, Diane? I am. I mean, people love paranormal and the unexplained. They find it fascinating and people just love to be scared. And it doesn't matter whether you believe it's true or not. But to quote from Crimson Peak, if one goes by experience and testimony, more people have seen ghosts than kangaroos, and yet we firmly believe in kangaroos. <laughs> um, yeah, so most of my research for the ghost walk has been focused on South Shields Town Centre, but I've come across paranormal tales from the surrounding area. South Tyneside, I think virtually every pub in South Tyneside's got at least one ghost. Um, the town has got some poltergeist activity, vampire, a sea monster, fairies, time slips, bloody fingerprints appearing on a mantelpiece no matter how many times they painted Ooh. over it, they'd come back. There are sea monsters. There is a sea monster, the Shawnee off Marsden. Oh. Yeah. Um, and what does the Shawnee do? The Shawnee, well, it just swims around at sea. But uh, as I understand it, there is or was a group of people who were Shawnee worshippers and used to go down to the beach and worship the Shawnee. Um, <laughs> so just it's like a our, great big sea serpent, I think, just it, used to be like spotted. It's our version of Nessie or Cthulhu. Yeah, yeah, very much our version of Nessie, but um, we, we sea based. We've missed a trick on that, haven't we? I know. Oh, we could have marked that really hard. <laughs> so you also need to tell me about this blooming vampire. Oh, oh, the vampire. The vampire is great. Love, it's a, a wonderful story. Sad, but exciting at the same time. Come on, then tell us. <laughs> so, um, the Mile End Road Vampire. There is a barber shop. Um, and a pizza place just off Mile End Road by the old station. Mm. And right behind the barber shop, which has had unexplained power cuts, by the way. Mm. Um, it was documented by William Brocky, the first editor of the Shields Gazette. Um, he, it was published in 1886, a tale about, a ma uh, well, the vampire, in s around 1790... Uh, on the corner of a garden wall on the left-hand side going north on Myland Road, there was a body buried at midnight with a stake driven through it and pinned to the ground. Oh, God. The stake rose two feet from the ground, so it must have been about eight feet long altogether, mm -hmm. and boys used to amuse themselves by balancing on top of it. <laughs> As you do. Lads don't change, do they? No. The stake was to stop a, a suicide becoming a vampire and to stop the dead rising and walking around. Right. Um, and the crossroads was to cause confusion. Um, and obviously it, it represents a Christian cross as well. Yeah. The body was believed to have been a poor baker who killed himself. There was no record of a name. Mm -hmm. And at the time... Um, suicides were not allowed to be buried in consecrated ground. Mm -hmm. That changed, I think, about 100 years later. Right. Um, but superstitions being what they were, yeah. if you killed yourself, you were going to return as a vampire. So you might as well, they might as well kind well, of... Well, there's yes. no point digging you up 
and doing it you might as well make sure it ha- doesn't happen in the that's first place it that and with on. the stick sticking up above the ground mm-hmm. if it started moving then they knew what was happening mm-hmm. in the uh, I guess the coffin mm-hmm. um, other anti-vampire measures which I find fascinating is burying them face down yeah. uh, so that they dig the wrong way mm-hmm. um, tying their shoelaces together Mm-hmm. So that if they do climb out of the grave, they, they, they fall over. Because, mm-hmm. you know, supernatural beings can't work their shoelaces. No. Um, and decapitation and putting their head between their feet. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, also, I, sorry, I was going to say, also putting... Uh, there have been uh, graves found in Romania where they've actually put um, a stone in the mouth of yes. a dead person. Yeah, and the, 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 the other thing is... Vampire law says carry something with you that there's a lot, a lot of because they will need they need to a bit they've got a bit of OCD and they need yes. to count everything. Yes, and throw a box of pins behind you as you're mm. running away because mm. they do have to pick them all up and count them, mm. and preferably flee over running water like a brook or a river because they can't cross running water. Ah, uh, is that going to have a bit of a problem? Can they go under running water? That's that, that's an interesting one. They could take well, like the pedestrian tunnel. I think it's still crossing it. Whether you're, yeah. yeah, but they can go on ships to sea. I suppose and up rivers, they yeah. just can't cross over the rivers or right. under them. I guess one to kind of watch out for. You have told me some really sad stories of um, of thing horrific things that have happened in South Shields. I have. Um, it kind of, I don't say it reflects on the, the modern day, but it does have some modern day um, feeling to it. It's people who really just can't feed their family, yeah. just can't bring up their kids. Yeah, I mean, South Shields at one point was known for its um, infanticide rate. Mm. Um, very prevalent in the area that babies were killed at birth. Mm. Um, people just couldn't afford them. Um couldn't afford to feed their families and women were still having babies quite late into life they, yeah. would, they would be grandmothers themselves perhaps um so yeah quite mom, sad mm, yeah um okay so what we're going to do now is we are going to move on to one of my favorite songs and it's appropriate for the season it's mum my vampire heart by tom mccree darling i'm lost Drift in the dark I'm clutching your words To my vampire heart Once more So let in the light Turn me to The streets of New York 
I hope that had your dancing shoes on there too. It's quite a good one, hey? So, anyway, um, Diane and I, uh, while we were listening to Witch Doctor, Doctor there by the cartoons, before that it was, um, it was Vampire Heart by Tom McCree. Anyway, um, we were talking about decorating your house for Halloween. Now, um, I don't know about you, my sister-in-law wants to basically decorate for Christmas almost immediately the like, bonfire night's over, you know. <laughs> we try and drag her back, so it's we've said, look, it has to be at least the 1st of December before before you do it. We don't tend to do that with um, Halloween. Um, you might get some stickers in the window, but we don't make a big fuss of it. Um, what do you think we should do? With our houses and our, to let people know that we're celebrating. Oh, I think there's so many possibilities and there's so many decorations you can buy now. Um, I would paint the windows with um, probably children's paints the best mm-hmm. um, and then you can scrape it off afterwards with a window scraper. Or if you can get some um, snow spray, you can just about get it in the shops just before yeah. Halloween and you can spray a huge ghost onto your window mm-hmm. and obviously leave big ovals for the eyes for the light to shine out. Yeah. It's brilliant. I've seen some absolutely incredible outdoor stuff recently because we've had things like, um, I know on uh, Beesburn Road in Jarrow there is a massive web and a massive spider on one of the houses, which... Um, yeah, I, I noticed that driving by and went, what the heck is that? <laughs> um, what I've been thinking about doing is I've got some um, basic autumnal coloured craft paper at home mm-hmm. and maybe making some um, some leaves out of that now. They're sticking them on the window making kind of bunting out of them. And oh, things that like would that. be good, yeah. Um, of course, pumpkins are a big thing. Yes. And, you know, you witches. I actually got... Now, when I thought I had some money decades ago... I bought something called a Pendle Witch from Phoenix, and this is basically, it's a, it's a witch, it's a doll, it's a witch, it's on a, a broomstick with porcelain, well, I don't know porcelain, but certainly uh, feet and hands and face are all of a, some kind of ceramic, and the body's uh, not soft, but it feels like it's been kind of put together with... Um, uh, not wood, you know, like twigs and things. Right. It doesn't look like that on the outside, but on the inside, that doll is coming out tonight. <laughs> um, I wanted to have more of them. She is quite heavy, um, and hanging her up somewhere is um, it's always a question of how am I going to do that? Where am I going to do that? You know that kind of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, that that was one of the things. Um, as things you can do, things you can do in the house. Or outside of the house at the moment. We've mentioned dookie apples. Yep. Um, it's always nice to have a, um, a pumpkin or let's go traditional and have a, a turnip. Now, if you aren't from uh, Townside, you may know this by now, but a turnip is actually a swede. Yes. Um, uh, a, or should I say a swede is a turnip and a turnip is a white turnip. Um... It is confusing. We do know this, um, uh, but you just have to get used to it, really. Well, um, as I say, dookie apples. I mean, apples are... A, it's the time of year where we harvest them. Yes. Um, it is... It's a very spooky fruit. Um, you, you, you find um, things like the... the um, 
Pentagram? Pentagram? In a, yes, you've got the star a, in it yeah, when you cut a, them in yeah. half um, crossways. Uh, and the, the basically on season at the moment, what you, we would do, uh, people probably still do that, is get a, uh, a bowl of water and stick some. We didn't put in full apples, we used to cut them up because it's actually easier to get them. You can't, uh, getting a full apple with your teeth out of a bottle of water, uh, out of a dish of water, is, is very difficult. Um, and as um, Diane said earlier, there's the whole business about uh, hanging them from a washing line and trying to get a bite. Again, getting a bite out of an apple that you don't have in your hand. Yes. It, it, it should be an Olympic sport, really. Yes. It is a game of skill. Uh, yeah, so it's um, uh, that kind of thing. I mean, should we be decorating for autumn? Is it something that we should, you know, in the States they have Thanksgiving, which kind of is like, let's lead up to Thanksgiving and we have Halloween and we have autumn and all that malarkey, but we don't do it over here. No, not so much. Um, I think people are doing it more now. I've seen some fantastic houses decorated even a few weeks ago already mm. for Halloween with cobwebs outside. I know a few houses where they go all out and they have dead bodies in the front garden <laughs> and yes. um, they have slaughtered cuddly toys hanging off the railings with uh, the spikes through them. And no. That's now, a statue for for some animals. You you cannot talk because you behead teddy bears I and do. mount them. I do, I do. To go on the wall like a like a prize. It's yep. um yeah, it's something we have to talk about in future killings. <laughs> yeah, my nephew thinks I'm some sort of serial killer of teddy bears. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're listening to Janet Russell. It's all together, and I'm on Radio Shields. Remember. You can contact us by Facebook or you can send an email to studio at radioshields.co.uk. It is, um, we're always interested to hear what you're, you're thinking about. Okay, on to, <laughs> oh, on to Billy Piper, because we want to.
Because I was only three in 1974, and he also com- he also always complains that I don't actually have enough music from that he understands and like. So that's for me, Dad. There's another one coming up, um, but we're going to have Diane talk to us about our beer. Is it our beer? Yeah, yeah. Tell yeah. us about our beer, babe. Our beer. Um, well, the Roman fort there. Um, well, there's been a settlement on that site for for thousands of years. Um, But the Roman fort, um, I did some investigations there. I spoke to some people in the area. And in the Roman fort, we managed to get some photographs of some nice orbs, which are just glowing balls that float around. Um, A gentleman who lived 
over the road um, told one of the staff there that he'd seen a, a ghost uh, in a, a like a long white dress um, above what they found out was an Iron Age roundhouse that the wow. fort had been built over. And I think the gentleman actually turned out to be my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, the guy in the uh, white The guy who's, no, the guy who spotted him. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it right. was a staff member who told me, went, that was my granddad, I think. <laughs> Um, but the Roman fort, obviously the, the Roman settlement and things extended far further than that. Yeah. Um, the lookout pub over the road has um, the ghost of a Roman soldier in the cellar who just stands and stares at the staircase. Um, okay. It's got many other ghosts and things going on there as well. Um, the Roman graveyard is where um, the car park is, where Morrison's is in the town centre. No. Yeah, and there's been soldiers seen in the car park there. Well, is that... is is that necessarily ghosts? I mean, well, they could have been real soldiers, but they they, they tend to wear camouflage now rather than skirts. Um, yeah, okay. I get you. <laughs> so yeah, it was Roman soldiers, <laughs> but they dug up some. Um, was there a was it a shrine or something for Minerva? I think they found yeah. something there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's sort of spread out all over the town. Mm. Um, the sort of different Roman bits and bobs. Because. You do tend to think of this small kind of fort. You don't tend to... Th- I, I've got to say, I when I imagine our beer being um, South Shields in the day, from being that little, it's just been that fort. Yeah. And it seemed... But what I've learned... And that's basically how it's been in my mind for so long. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, you had a fort and you would have had the vicar outside, the... Um, basically people who would supply yes. the fort yeah. and the um, wives of some of the soldiers or yes would have been the families thing. living oh. around about and obviously all the straight roads Bering Street, Roman mm. Road, Law Road mm. leaving, leading up to it mm. They are Roman roads, mm-hmm. that, which is why they're long and straight. Mm-hmm. Take you directly there. So there'll have been services, there'll have been possibly um, agriculture around, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but the, the settlement did extend quite a way. And it's, I mean, obviously the town was Cairofa long yeah. before the Romans got here. Mm-hmm. At one point, South Shields had a king. Yeah, um, king of South Yeah. And, I mean, there has been people, uh, settlement there, I think, since about three, no... Yeah, three or four thousand BC, they found oh the antlers of a an ex the extinct Irish elk, elk um, wow. on the site when they were digging um, not too far away, um, where the bus depot used to be on Mile End Road and it's oh, now yes. new houses. Well, uh-huh. that was the clay pits, um, and it was I think it was some sort of brickyard, um, and they found these antlers buried in peat that was about two feet deep and um, surrounded by sort of 12 feet deep worth of clay. You also, we'll get, we'll get, we've got a bit of topic, but we've also got North Tyneside. Oh, yes, very much so. So it's a bit hard doing research at the moment when you can't get into libraries and things. Mm. But I did find a couple of tales from, from North Shields online. Um, there is a monk who follows a woman on the road between North Shields Town Centre and Willington. It's said that the woman murdered someone and tried to confess her crime to the Mm -hmm. monk. He refused to hear her, so she killed herself. 
The right. monk felt so guilty that he took his own life shortly afterwards. And the female ghost is said to wear a grey cloak with grey shadows in place of eyes and the monk follows her around. Oh. Um, there's also a black shuck in oh, North yeah. Shields. There's a lot of them around the country, isn't there? There is. We, there's one near Souter as well um, in South Shields. But a black shuck is a, it's an apparition of a big black dog, um, which can represent various things. Some people say it's an omen of death. Um, but this one is at what's now Smith Stockyards. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the area near the dock is haunted by the ghost of a sailor who was murdered by his parents because they didn't recognise him when he came home from sea after so oh, many years. So they must have thought he was breaking in. Mm. And he returned in the form of a large black dog patrolling the area where the crime was committed, which is very sad. My, um, my neighbours have just got a very black dog. Um, it's a puppy at the moment, but I, I don't know whether I should kind of have words about yeah, check whether they do actually have a dog and it's not just something <laughs> following them around. Black exactly. People get very superstitious about black dogs. Mm. Um, and other dogs react badly to black dogs yeah. because of their colour vision. Mm-hmm. They can't see them very well, so they get taken by surprise. A lot Aww. of black dogs are often attacked by other dogs. That's good, to, interesting to know as well. I know. Um, oh, there was also some poltergeist activity I found out about North Shields. Um, a witness said they had nightmares for years after moving out of the property where they heard running on the staircase, staining appearing on the furniture and their name being called when no one else was present. Now that's got to play mind tricks with you. And I'm not surprised <laughs> she had nightmares for years afterwards. Oh, that's brilliant. Right, I'm going to step on again now. We're going to go again. This is for my dad because... Even though he's probably not listening. (laughs) I am going to play some music that he will actually recognise. He didn't recognise Back for Good, Back from Take That, you know. Oh, never. Called it a noise. Anyway, let's go. Sorry. 
down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, Boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you'd care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul because I think I'm better than you. The boy said, my name's Johnny and it might be a sin, but I'll take your bet and you're going to regret because I'm the best as ever been. Johnny, rising up your bow and play your fiddle hard. Cause hell's broke loose in Georgia and the devil deals the cards. And if you win, you get this shiny fiddle made of gold. But if you lose, the devil gets your soul. Case and he said, I'll start this show. And fire flew from his fingertips as he rosined up his bow. And he pulled the bow across the strings and it made an evil hiss. And then a band of demons joined in and it sounded something like this. Johnny said, well, you're pretty good, old son, but sit down in that chair right there and let me show you how it's done. Fire on the mountain, run, boys, run. The devil's in the house of the rising sun. Chicken in the bread pan, picking out dough. Ready to dog like no child knows. his head because he knew that he'd been beat and he laid that golden fiddle on the ground at Johnny's feet Johnny said devil just come on back if you ever want to try again I done told you once you son of a bitch I'm the best as ever been he played found a mountain run for run Now, Diane asked for that because she thinks it's a cork and tune for around this time of year. Oh, God, that sounded really awful and cheesy. And... <laughs> oh. oh, it is a crack, though. But it is fantastic. You cannot not dance to it. <laughs> so, tell me about the drip. The drip, yes. <laughs> They're, uh, the old police station where, um, I think, where the shops are now, well, was Debenhams being embargoes and, and things? The um, the social club, the policeman's social club upstairs in the building, um, obviously had toilets. And at one particular urinal, 
there was a phantom drip. Every time someone used that urinal, they'd feel water dripping on their head. The ceiling was all was always bone dry. Their hair was bone dry. Um, and one particular CID sergeant eventually refused to use those toilets again. He was so freaked out by it. Why he didn't just use one of the other urinals, I don't know. <laughs> but he refused to go back in them at all. Um, I mean, the, pl- the old police station itself had a heck of an unpleasant vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Some policemen wouldn't go down that corridor that led to the courthouses unless every single light was on. Um, yeah. Oh, dear <laughs> And you say that something happens with the wool shop. Yes. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's closed now, but it's it's changed hands a few times. And I think... Oh, what wool shop was it? Uh, you, what, it, lately, it was Euphoria, just, oh, right, so just, just down across... the road from the station here. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think across the past four owners of the shop, the bags of wool were stored high up on a shelf running around the top of the shop. And they'd come in in the morning and all those bags of wool would be on the floor. Um... Uh, only ever happened at night. Um, it happened um, over the, like I say, the four previous owners. Nobody knew why. They always used to tell the next person mm-hmm. who bought it. Mm-hmm. Um, there'd sometimes be long gaps in between it happening, and then it would happen a few times in a week. Oh, um, the buses going past and vi- causing vibrations never moved anything. <laughs> the furniture shop uh, next door is also upstairs above that building. Yeah. They dropped some furniture one day, which actually loosened the concrete and a bit of the ceiling oh. tile. Um, but still no bags of wool <laughs> fell down. Um, and there's absolutely no problem during the day, but they'll come in one morning and open up and overnight a load of bags of wool have landed on the floor. <gasps> no rhyme or reason oh, why. No reason. And no explanation. <laughs> That's the kind of thing I like. I like a bit of a mystery. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to go now and we're going to listen to... Uh, Sound of Silence. Now, not the Sam and Garfunkel version, it's the Disturbia version. Oh, my favourite. Brilliant. Split them 
version. Absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, it wasn't quite head banging around this area, but there was certainly an awful lot of um, making kind of powerful movements in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're coming to the end of the show. Thank you very much, Diane, You're for being here. Welcome. You've given us a lot to think about and you're going to terrify the kids of um, South, North and South Tyneside. They'll be looking out for, um, you know, Black Shook over <laughs> the way and uh, kids, the kids will be running down to, Mar- to Marlson to see if we can see Shonky. Shonty? Shawnee. 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 And she's not a poony. Shawnee the poony. <laughs> I want to remember. Uh, I want to remind you. You're listening to All Together with Janet Russell. Um, if you can, please visit our website www.radioshields.co.uk and look for our GoFundMe page there as well. Because we want to be here, and I hope you want us to be here too. Right. Final song is "Violently" by Hue and Cry. Bye. See you next time.
Love Radio Shields.